Hey, it's Eric Davidson here and you're listening to The District Podcast, our regular series of roundtable discussions and panel chats. We have a very special edition this week. It was a year ago to this month that we interviewed Dublin hero Damien Dempsey about topics as wide-ranging as depression, taking DMT and Irish hip-hop. But in that interview, he also teased out a new record that would feature artists as diverse as Kate Tempest, Sinead O'Connor, The Dubliners, Maverick Sabre and Paul Allwright. That record, entitled Union, is out now and we caught up with Damo ahead of his series of shows in Vicar Street on December 12th, 21st, 22nd and 23rd. Just a quick note, we recorded this podcast in a hotel lobby, so excuse some of the background chat and one very loud coffee machine. Enjoy the show. Damo, thanks for joining us. No bother, Eric. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, it's been a, about a year since our last uh, chat for the magazine anyway. I know we did the little to be announced doc in, in between there, but... Um, yeah. At that, in that interview, you were you were chatting about Union and you were chatting about K Tempest and sort of yeah. teasing it out a little bit. Didn't give us too much information, but yeah, um, it's been so. It must have been an interesting year putting it all together. It was, yeah, yeah. I was hoping for the year off after. Well, <laughs> not off, but you know, away from writing after the uh, Salt one, you know. But um, they just reckoned that the collaboration album would be. Uh, a good way to go because we've done so many collaborations over the years, you know. Yeah. And uh, put them all on the one album, but then I'll be reckoning we just, we just needed to put some new stuff on for the fans, you know. Couldn't just be like just you know doing all old stuff, you know, sticking and, it and expecting them to buy it, you know. And when when was the decision made for that to actually do to do the collaborative record? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'd say the start of the year, like. A, Maybe like this time last year or so. Because I was, I was slightly eavesdropping earlier on. You said you, you did not think that you'd be putting out a record so soon after no. Soul Sun. And was it, was it a difficult process to, to sort of essentially hand over your art to, with, with collaboration with these artists? Um, I don't know, no. No, it's, I'm sort of, I like all the stuff I've done, you know, there. And um, I just thought uh, I needed some new songs, you know, just something fresh for, for people to have interest in it, you know. And for it to be worth a while buying it. Say, say with uh, Maverick Sabre, he's obviously been massively influenced by by you. You can hear you in his music a lot. But well, for me, anyway, I don't, maybe maybe he'd say different. I don't know. But, and then say like the Dubliners, you you draw a lot of influence from them as well. Yeah. So was that was that an interesting thing to have on the same record, having having people at, at uh, such different ends of their careers um, coming together on one record? Yeah, absolutely. It was pretty interesting. I remember being in. Um, John Reynolds' studio in Kilbourne with uh, myself, Maverick and John Shane from the Dubliners, you know. Mm. I just realised there was three generations there of, uh, of British music. And then we played that night, and we played in the Shepherd's Bush Empire that night. So, uh, yeah, it's great that, you know, it's great to have younger people like Maverick and Lisa O'Neill and that, and, you know. Soul, soul singers, you know, everybody on it. Sing from uh, deep down inside them, you know, and uh, they can move you with a song, you know. For me, they're proper soul singers, everybody on this album. Yeah, even even regardless of genre. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, another interesting uh, aspect of collaboration on this is Hugh Cooney designing the cover. <laughs> I, I really need to know how that collaboration came about. <laughs> I don't care about Sinead O'Connor or Polly Allroyd. I just want to know how Hugh Cooney came about. Um, I think it was John Reynolds' son, Jake. It was uh, 
It was kind of mates where he was hanging around in Bray. His mates started a new new Union and they're all fans of his. And then Jake started playing John his stuff, and then John started playing me, you know. And um, and lots of people, uh, and it just started spread. And we got a kind of cultish following around him, you know. <laughs> and uh, he's always cheered us up when we put him on. And, uh, and uh, have you have you met the the man in person? Yeah, I met him in the Albert Hall. I was doing a gig in there, just uh, not in the main room, in the side room. <clears throat> I was just walking in to do the sound check and he was outside and I just went over to him and said how are you I'm a huge fan and he went whoa you were <laughs> he was coming to see me you know so amazing and uh, when you actually asked him to, to be be involved how how because he's known for very different uh, art forms yeah. visual you know performance uh, I think every every t- possible type so how how was he when you suggested it to him that you wanted him to you know because he's not as much known for he's actually a very good artist in his own right yeah I think it was John Reynolds that knew that he was a good artist you know I wasn't I didn't know he'd done art as well oh well I did sorry I did know John uh, he'd done something of me um, it was like a portrait that we used Oh yeah, of course. I remember that. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't know he was. A, he was like, a, you know, um, visual, artist. visual artist. Yeah, up till then. And was it important to actually have an Irish artist um, make the cover? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because we've always used like 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 some mace or the last one, and, and um, it was usually always Irish artists. You know, it's nice to have people you know. It, it's the it's eighteen years since. Uh, they don't teach this shit in school. Um, how how has your approach to to making a record changed since then? And maybe not even this record because this one's obviously so different. Like you know, it's not necessarily a solo record even. Um, yeah. But how how has the approach changed? And how how yeah how how has your approach to art in general sort of changed? Um, <clears throat> let's see, my approach to art. Um, it's probably a bit more worldly now what I'm doing, maybe. I don't know, maybe I'm not, I'm not sure. Now. Yeah, but maybe I was. I'd be, I'd be, I'd maybe I'll be a bit more specific with it. Like say, like back back then, there would have been tracks, uh, with like you know, politics about politics and societal issues. Still, yeah, you wouldn't have. You there maybe would have been a little bit less sort of like, um, your personal emotion personal, or, that's or, it, or or spirituality. Was that yeah. is that fair to say? Like, yeah. When 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 was that a thing that you felt it was important to start instilling sort of like a spiritual? A personal spiritual nature or um, personal uh, bouts of emotion into into your work. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have been comfortable to talking about spirituality back then because uh, people, you know, write you off as a a head case. So uh, then, when you get a bit older, you just don't you know you don't care as much what people think of you. You know. Did you notice a time when when you you felt that you were actually comfortable to to start talking about these things? Was it was it a gradual sort of process, or was it a, a moment where you just thought that this is how I feel? I feel it's important to talk about it. I suppose I didn't really believe in myself. I just thought it was co- coincidence. But then one day I just realised this is you know this this is happening and it's real. It's something. So uh, when I realised that was real myself, you know, that was and I believed in it myself. Then then I talked about it, you know. And you've so been. It um, wasn't. It wasn't though. The yeah. I suppose uh I was gonna play inside today now. But uh I'll come back to the spirituality in a minute, but uh yeah it's it's uh I suppose I'm travelling the world a lot, you know, I've just um 
maybe I'm singing more for people all around the world now than I, than uh, I was. Maybe it's it was a bit more uh, localized, or you know, uh, when I was singing earlier, it was more for people around in my vicinity because I hadn't really seen much outside of that. So, and he was just back from uh, from Australia, New Zealand uh, tour, yeah. and. How like how does it feel filling filling these massive venues over there, as far away from home as you could possibly be, singing in, in your accent the way you do and having it sang back to you? Um, it must be a fairly special feeling. It is, yeah. It's magic. It's magic. Is it worth the jet lag? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> when you're thinking of jet lag, I always you always just uh, think of uh, the prison ship, you know, three months in chains, you know, in your own filth. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, the like, and you've got your feet up with the with the peanuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're watching. You're watching up on the on the in flight entertainment. So <laughs> drinking brandy and popping, yeah. popping Xanax. <laughs> Sleeping pills. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned touching back on spirituality. Um, do yeah. you feel that spirituality has become more and more a part of you and and your music as you as you've gotten older? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, and you started to think, where did all these songs, these songs kind of wrote themselves, a lot of them, just sort of came, they definitely came through you, you know, and uh, then just reading different people and talking to, reading different people and talking to people, yeah, yeah, older people, and, and uh, you started to think outside the box, you know, and, and then uh, just looking at our history and uh, before started the man-made uh, Christianity came along, you know. It started being hidden from us for some reason, but uh, it was a lot different. It was a lot more with the earth, you know? So it's, it's, it's sort of does relate back then to a very early Irish sense of spirituality? I think so, yeah. Yeah, not that I know that much about that, but uh, yeah. they seem to be much more in tune with the earth and the land and them. And the other, when Christianity came along, it seemed to divorce us from the land, you know, mm. and the earth. So you think there's still echoes of that um, naturally left in all of us then? I'd say so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, you just have to scratch the surface but uh, in the tribe you know uh, we'd all have our different roles and we'd all be good at something you know that would be a benefit to the tribe and some people would be have this sort of thing that they'd seen and uh, hear stuff and you know know stuff and that you know so the tribe would uh, listen to them and believe them but uh, people say to me I don't see what you see I don't see all this stuff so I mustn't be there you know but I say to them not everybody sees it it's only certain people see it you know that's interesting that you mentioned that people go to certain people in the tribe. Um, obviously, that, that interview that you did in Tommy Tiernan's show went, went viral, essentially, um, of you, you know, your friend bringing their brother to you. Does that happen a lot where you're, you're, you become this sort of beacon for your mates and, and your family to confide in um, about the, those sort of issues, those sort of deeper issues? Yeah, people would ask me, will you have a word with this girl I have a word with this lad, lad or just to give them a bit of a boost you know mm. and I kind of have a way with words to do that sometimes you know or I can write them something and seems to be able to uh, give people a great uh, just lift you know yeah. whatever way I have with words it's very simple stuff you know, me, you know I'm not much of a poet or nothing but it makes me simplicity that stuff you know <laughs> 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 like it's, uh, it's it's sort of layman's poetry I suppose Speaking of poetry, I suppose um, we've we've talked about um, with yourself before about hip hop and and spoken word. But um, on, on going back to Union, um, as I mentioned, Kate Tempest, Paul Allright, um, 
hip hop and poetry is is still a big part of this record. Yeah. Um, why does that continue to be a source of inspiration for you? Um, you say yourself, maybe you say you're not you're doing layman's poetry. As I said, a lot of people disagree with that. But you know, why why do you you know s- seek out these people? Um, yeah, it's just that there's, there's, there's a poet inside it. It's a pretty poetic land, and the, the language, Irish language, is just one of the most poetic in the world, I believe. You know, so much is a jeweled language. You know, uh, so much more so than English. You know, so it's, that's probably the reason why it's it's, it's in us. You know, so um, uh, so it's it's just I have to encourage anybody who's uh, who has poetry in them and is trying to express themselves with it. You know, because it. Uh, it, uh, I suppose it, it illuminates beauty, you know. And uh, Paul, we spoke about Paulie, all right, um, who's since taken a hiatus from, from music. Um, yeah. He's seen very much in, in court as a, as a national hero like yourself. Um, why do you feel his, his music is able to resonate and connect with people, um, especially when he moved into with the live band and, and his last album in particular? I think it's just... Uh, blew up in our minds, you know, with the lyrics, you know. Just turned them on and woke them up a bit, you know, got our minds uh, thinking and um, <clears throat> took him on the journey with the stories, you know. He's getting into screenwriting now and this was great, yeah. you know. It's just very hard for the... <clears throat> I think it should be, uh, maybe... Maybe it should be assessed and if you're a genuine uh, artist or a bard, you know, the bards were looked after in the old days in Ireland. You should be given some sort of... Uh, you know, uh, salary or something, you know. I think they do it for writers and that, you know, there's some sort mm. of uh, trust, but not for musicians. And I think we're just getting the, the nod there for the last couple of minutes, so uh, we'll, wrap, we'll, we'll wrap up, but um, you're playing the... Uh, I don't have five minutes before. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're playing the 12th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd in Vicar Street. Mm. Um, I, I can't think of another artist or band that would do four gigs in a row in a venue like that. Um, a demo gig in there over Christmas is, is an incredibly special experience it's a pilgrimage you've, you've said it yourself um, is yeah. that the gig you look forward to most each year? I can't I couldn't tell you because it's not me it's, it's a, a look like that comes out on stage <laughs> like Beyonce and uh, I'd be in the crowd yeah. <laughs> I don't know what do because I remember I was in the crowd now with you these bastards because I was actually going to say uh, I, I wept at the last gig last year when uh, when you played It's All Good and you sort of have the last the, uh, Love Yourself today and mm. to see grown men what you usually attribute to be hard men tough men swaying arm in arm singing that back at you what, yeah. what does that feel like? Pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me uh, remember that I have to do it myself, you know, because you can forget. Like, even though you write these songs, you can forget. And the, the, the gigs in particular, like people, it's very much a. It might be the first time friends see each other over the course of a year. They've returned home and stuff. Like that. Do, do you feel? Do you feel sort of a, a duty to, as you're saying, it's not you on stage. It's it's a look like you. You sort of go up to another level do you, do you feel that sort of not pressure is, is the wrong word but do you feel that sort of responsibility ah uh, you want to give everyone an amazing night you know the night of their lives you know so it's yeah, you have to uh, just get the set right and just uh, give a million percent on. but uh, it's a magical uh, it's just a magical uh, vibe and everyone it's a very positive Vibe that resonates, you know, through the room, and then it goes out with the people, and 
wherever they go and whoever they meet, I think for a few days it's it sort of reverberates in them, you know. So it spreads spreads out, you know, from that room. And any show like that, like Belfast last night, was the same. It's a magic vibe, you know. You can get that vibe in the room that reverberates that that positive, uh, you know, good vibration. It's it's very healing and uh, healthy, you know, for everybody involved and even people who aren't there who will meet the people afterwards, you know, who come from there. I think so, especially at the time of year that it always tends to be at, it can be a very difficult time for people. And I think having that sort of uh, oasis of, of, of a little getaway yeah. um, can be can be an amazing thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably a hard time for a lot of people who've lost people, yeah, so that probably helps them through that show, all right, yeah, absolutely. So I just want them all over the world, anywhere they can get them, Ficker Streets, you know? Yeah. Um, I was eavesdropping as I said already and I heard that there might be uh, a couple of couple of spe- like potential uh, new tracks played from the new record is is that something you're excited to play to people? Ah uh, yeah it'd be nice now but sometimes you do a new song on Vicar Street and people have the place go to the bar you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, nice I, one. thanks for your support yeah <laughs> here's Wonderwall I know this song <laughs> yeah, I know this song um, the old stuff you wanker <laughs> And it will, uh, I think you, you tread the line very well in terms of set list. I, I can testify to that. As I was saying, the gigs yeah. are the 12th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd in Vicar Street. Yeah. I believe there's tickets left for the 12th? Or is it? Uh, yeah, there is tickets left for the 12th. Yeah, yeah there is indeed. And uh, where's that? There's, there's Galway, Limerick, and Cork next week as well. So full full roster. No excuse not to see Damo over Christmas. Um, Damo, Absolutely. thanks a million for your time. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers.